I have a song, attention everyone, that I want to sing Aww. that I wrote especially for this occasion when I was up there among the flames. Ready? Ryan started the fire! It was always burning since the world for turning! Ryan started the fire! It was always burning since everybody was turning! I can't believe I started the fire. What's going on, lads and ladettes? <laughs> you heard that correctly. Ryan started the fire. There was a fire. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Okay, <laughs> you know what? Okay, here's the thing. Just yeah. for those who don't know, there was, a, there was a fire in my university house. We had to evacuate, and, and Scotty and I, made, Scotty had the fire extinguisher, um, and then we kind of ran in to put the fire out. Nice. Um, so you first, guys are kind of heroes. Kind of heroes. Maybe the house yeah. would have burned down had we not stepped in. Yeah, but there was a fire, a pretty sizable one at that. Uh, but I did not start the fire. Uh, the the origin, the the investigator who was determining the origin of the fire deemed it to be an electrical fire um, that started in our range hood, like the fan and light above our stove. So that shorted and like sparked some grease caught in the filter, and then the <laughs> thing went up in flames. So I Ryan did not start the fire. I I put it out. Well, Scotty Scotty and I put it out, and uh, yeah, but it was scary, man. It was horrible. Let's let's take it to like break down the story minute by minute. Take me through the whole experience because okay. I just so last Sunday we record the episode. Episode goes out. Yeah, we we it was out like later a day, or I had it like finished later in the day. I guess I don't know. And then mm. um. Sunday night, I see you and Scotty start posting stories. And then I talk to you about it on Monday about what happened. Yeah. And I kind of have a brief rundown of what the situation was. I was going back and forth asking you some things. I don't know, just make sure you're okay and like make sure the whole thing was all right. Yeah. But take us through like you gave us some of the details in terms of what started it and whatever. But like I want to know how did you how did you find out about the fire like what was the start of this and then okay. just take me through the whole process of you and Scotty becoming heroes yeah okay so here's how it started um it was a sunday night so a week <laughs> yeah. a week ago today yeah um and i was just like any other sunday reed had gone home my downstairs neighbor um, right and so you were like solo in the basement i was solo in the basement and I was okay. just cooking a chicken breast, like one chicken breast, just cooking it on the back left burner. And we get like, I, let's get some like time frames in here too. So we can like, okay. maybe we'll investigate some of this as well separately. Okay. We'll do our sure. side investigation. Sure. Okay. So I, um, I was cooking chicken probably around like 830, 830. Okay. Um, it was a late one. I can't remember like why, what I was doing earlier than that day. Because I kind of just like blank, like I just lost all my memory from that day except for the <laughs> fire. But uh, like yeah, so at eight eight thirty, I was cooking chicken. Finished cooking it at like eight forty five. Um, turned off all the burners. The burners okay. were off. It was confirmed okay. by the fire department. Like it's not like I had left one on. No one, none of the elements were on. The stove was not on. Okay. Everything was off. Good I start was sitting by here. you. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I like to think too. Yeah. So we, I get back into my room. I bring the, um, I bring the chicken to eat in like right here, right where I'm sitting right now to record this podcast at the desk in my messy ass bedroom. Cause the, the restoration guys came in and basically just like <laughs> threw my shit apart to like clean everything. Cause my whole room is yeah. covered with a layer of soot after the fire, but, um, I'm eating the chicken working on an assignment and I know Scotty and Luke were upstairs 
Um, and then I hear like, I'm just sitting there and I hear like, pop, pop, pop. So around what time do you think you're hearing this? Probably like 9.15 at this point. It was probably okay, so not after, long. <laughs> okay. No, may, maybe 10 minutes, maybe less. Okay. So maybe, maybe it could have been 8.50, could have been nine. Like I, I, it was very shortly after I had just finished. I just inhaled like the chicken. Yeah. But I hadn't been done for too long. So I recorded a video uh, for this presentation, this assignment that I had. And I just heard like, pop, 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 pop. And like, what the hell? Like, I thought it was like Scotty and Luke messing around or like had dropped something in the kitchen or were down here doing something. I don't know. I didn't know what yeah. it was, but like, I kind of, cause like, you guys have a kitchen in the basement and a kitchen upstairs, yeah, right? Yeah. So. so I thought, so they were coming down to like the rifle through like the cupboards to grab like an extra glass or something like, or like dropped a pot or like, I don't know what the, I just thought they were fucking around. Yeah. So then I'm like, I kind of just dismissed it at first. Cause I was just distracted with something else. So then I hear another like pop, pop, pop again. I'm like, okay, this time I'm like, let me investigate. So I turned to my right. And like, as I kind of heard the second round of popping, I kind of like, like it kind of just started smelling a little funky. I'm like, what the hell? So then that's what kind of got my attention. Second right. round of popping plus the smell. I'm like, that's weird. So I turn right and all I see through my door that's just like over here is just a smoke, like, like filtering in, rushing through my door, like billowing in. <laughs> yeah. Like more smoke than I've ever like want to see again, honestly. Yeah. And it was coming and I'm like, oh my God. So I just throw all my shit down. Uh, and then I like run out through the smoke. I'm like coughing. I'm like, I my shirt like that. My dad texts me afterwards. He's like, oh, did you have a wet rag that you put over your mouth? I was like, no, no, I didn't stop. <laughs> no, dad, I was, I was in my room yeah, trying to yeah. put out a fire. <laughs> yeah, not, but not even at this point. So at this point I had left it. I saw it yeah. like it's too big to like put out or to like whatever. And I wasn't sure what the origin of the fire was. I saw it was like up top. I didn't know if it started there, if it started on the, like, I, I don't know. So I just kind of right. looked but over. You ran out of your room through the smoke, through the, smoke, the kitchen, you see fire. See fire, too big yeah. to put out just by myself. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, fuck, fire, fire. I'm like <laughs> yelling to the guys upstairs and they come, they're like, what the hell? So then Luke calls 911, my roommate Luke. Yeah. He calls 911. Good call. He, he goes down to, um, he goes down to like uh, investigate. And keep in mind, our house didn't have any smoke alarms. We had no working smoke alarms in our house, which is on, it's on us and it's on the homeowner according to like provincial regulations. I think more so it's on the homeowner, but regardless, yeah. The okay. renter does have some liability though. So we, okay. we are we are responsible for like letting the landlord know that they were broken and then they are responsible for. Okay. So there are smoke detectors. They just won't work. Now. Well, no, there were none. They were taken <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So we had no smoke dis- detectors, no smoke alarms or anything. So I'm like yeah. running through this. Luke's on the phone with the 911. And they're like, he's like, yeah, it's very calmly. He's like, yeah. So we have a fire in our basement right now. And then they're like, oh, can you um like tell me like what it's like? So he pops his head, he pokes his head down and he says that he saw like sparking uh, when he was looking at the fire. Scotty and I were more kind of like, all right, let's go get the fire extinguisher. Uh, there's a little incident involving our first fire extinguisher that we had. Um, plead the not, fifth on that one, or are you allowed I'm pleading, to tell? I'm pleading the fifth on that one. I, I feel okay. like that's not a good a story to tell. Okay. Uh, but I'm sure <laughs> you can on. kind of put two and two together. Um, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't me. Okay. So Anyways. you're absolved of that issue. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Anyway, so our fire alarm yeah. was out of commission. So yeah. we had to walk to the neighbors. Scotty and I walked to our next door neighbors. <laughs> we were like, oh, um, Hey, uh, do you have an extra fire extinguisher we could borrow? Like, they're like, why? I'm like, yeah, like our basement's on fire right now. And they're like, wait, what the hell? Like, what do you guys said that so calmly? And they're like, oh, well, like, 
Okay, let's uh, you know, it's yeah. fire. It so is we, it is. we get the fire extinguisher from them. She's like, do you know how to use it? We're like, oh, like, yeah. Um, so then we like run out. <laughs> we run out of the- We're uh, familiar. Yeah, we're, well, not, I'm not familiar, but one, one person in this house who wasn't present is familiar. But he- <laughs> uh, <laughs> So we get the fire extinguisher, come running back through the basement. The smoke is still hitting us in the face. We're like, <gasps> like couldn't even breathe. It's like thick, black, like musty, like disgusting smoke. Yeah. Like, nothing I've ever smelled in my life or yeah. nothing I've ever like breathed, breathed in in my life. So Scotty just closes his eyes holds his breath and like attacks this fire. I'm like, okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. But as we spray, like the smoke comes like more like towards us. Yeah. It was more aggressive. So we put out the fire and like, we think it's all good. We think it's out. At this point we call like, well, the fire uh, department, the fire trucks are on their way. So then what happens is like, we're kind of just standing outside waiting for the fire trucks to arrive. And we hear the sirens like, Hey, like, let's go. The boys are here. Like ready to save the day and like get us back on track. And then all we see is this fire truck go like, like right past our street. We're like, no, no. <laughs> fuck. So like, thank God the fire was already out. But Waterloo's finest just really dropped the ball on finding Brighton Street. But then they looped around and came from the other side of our street. So okay. We're like, oh, okay, like not bad. Like the time, the response time was still pretty impressive. I mean, I just thought how it was funny that they missed the first turn. <laughs> yeah, um, they blew by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they blew by. They came back. They basically the fire was out. They just went check the levels of the CO two, um, mm-hmm. and then they fanned the shit <laughs> of our whole place. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm gonna post pictures of it in the the lads and launchers Instagram or on something so you guys can kind of see the aftermath like before. So since then, the restoration people had come in and kind of cleaned everything and tidied it removed all of our burnt chart appliances and like it's our basement's got it like the ceilings ripped down um our stove's gone our fridge is gone all of our dishes are, are toast literally yeah, literally <laughs> um and yeah so we're in the process of dealing with the uh the, the landlords and their insurance to kind of get um submit a claim and get some of our shit back so we can have a functioning kitchen again so it's been a so- whirlwind yeah, I can imagine. So none of your like personal belongings or anything were actually damaged other than your like kitchen appliances and stuff. No, like- well, I I had left my door open uh when I ran outside. So all yeah. of my shit was covered in a layer of smoke. Yeah. But I which I I'm sure would have happened off. anyways, even if you had closed the door like uh, to an probably, extent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause just based on the amount of smoke you're describing, it seems yeah, like it was, it was gonna find its way. It in was there. gonna find its way in for sure. Yeah. So it, it could have been a whole lot worse. None of my stuff was actually like destroyed. I had a magic bullet. Was it destroyed? Actually, kind of upset about that. But it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. All my podcast it, equipment is still safe. So yeah, that's good. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. So then, what what's the next steps after that? So like, fire department comes in, they fan out your house. Everything's gone. Yeah. What um, do the what's your next move? Like, were you able to stay there that night? No, Did... I slept at my girlfriend's that night. However, the two guys who live well, mainly because my room was just like. Yeah, mess. covered. Yeah, covered. So I slept at my girlfriend's. The two guys upstairs, whose like rooms didn't get impacted that much, they slept there that night, all fine. Yeah. Um, but we weren't allowed. We still had to wait until an electric, a twenty four seven hour, like a twenty four seven um electrician came in to shut the wiring off to the range hood, or like shut the electricity off to the range hood, and then turn it because like they shut all that down during their investigation and all like the right um, the commotion. So yeah. then they, we had to get like an electrician to turn the power back on and then 
like turn off the electricity from the breaker panel to like this one area of the kitchen just to ensure yeah. that like it wasn't like faulty wiring. <laughs> right. So we got that settled. Then we were probably back inside. Probably started at eight thirty. Um, maybe the fire was at nine, and we were back in our house by like eleven forty-five midnight. Okay. We watched uh, a little bit of the movie Fired Up because we thought it was uh, <laughs> appropriate, and it's just a funny movie, honestly. And then, um, yeah, then I got the hell out of Dodge, and I was in my room within. I think it was like two days after that that I had finally slept back in my cleanup room. crew comes in and they do everything. Yeah, and... clean, like it was mostly me who cleaned up on it. Like I just I dusted everything. Um, Reed came back the next day after hearing about the fire. Uh, he brought a bunch of like cleaning supplies and bought like some air fresheners. He had this air purifier in his room that he let me borrow too to like get the smell out. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, all, like all in all, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, because like nothing was damaged of yours really like that actually no. you really need or was no. really mattered and you're okay so at yeah. the, this point in time it's more of just like it just more sucks story. it just yeah it's it more of a story to, gotta, yeah i gotta do through insurance with the insurance company i gotta go through, right like, i don't know like it's just so i gotta talk to them and then i gotta um wasn't able to sleep on my room i still can't cook downstairs like yeah I'm always up and down and then and you're trying to deal with and, yeah and school on top of that so it's just yeah, yeah it's, a, it's just not ideal ass. No. And then, uh, yeah, that's not good. And then you're okay though, like smoke yeah, inhalation no, okay. and everything. We went to the uh, we went to the hospital. Like Scotty, Luke, and I, the three guys who were there during the fire. We yeah, went to the hospital just like for peace of mind. Like we didn't know what um what the proper like precautions were, but all of our chests, especially Scotty and I, because we were the ones who like, well, I was in the basement while it was going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I like ran out and then ran back in to like help Scotty battle this thing. And so we took on a lot of smoke and we were like, our chests were like on fire, like super tight, like horrible, yeah. horrible breathing, shortness of breath. And then like a pounding, pounding headache, like, like a, for sure. the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, so we went to the hospital just to be sure that like, yeah, you guys are fine. Like usually the CO2 just kind of goes away after like six hours or so. So they, they tested our like, um, well, the levels in our house were okay when we went back in, but um, the doctor seemed to think we'd be fine. So he kind of just like dismiss us and let us go so Fair i missed enough. a few uh missed a few classes for school my participation marks kind of took a, took a bit of a steep, hit this week uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a nosedive but it's okay. yeah, yeah it's all right it's for good cause it's yeah i'm sure that there's some way you can you can go to the school and that's what i'm have thinking. that sorted out and like, yeah but yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're back in your room. You're back recording right now. Yep. It's honestly like selfishly, it's like good timing that it happened when it did because had that fire happened a couple hours earlier, like no, no podcast last week. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Like, yeah, dude. Like, hey, take this in. So I don't like. It looks like there's a rave going on in my bedroom right now. Yeah, you're like that's like the that's that goes to show you the the type of uh electricity that we have running through this place like maybe it's more faulty wiring i don't know maybe I, I <laughs> yeah you're not off though because it's, it's a little scary back there hold on i'll be back i'll be back <laughs> there we go oh, oh all right there we go light is good to go yeah it's looking light a little more stable on. now yeah yeah um all right well i'm glad you're okay everything's good we're back we're still recording and then episode 98 this one um we've picked two players who wore the number 98 every week um this one is a little bit different i'm not going to give too much away but these aren't players 
They do represent the number 98 in a much different way, though. They're not guys who wear it. They just represent 98. McGee, what kind of competition do you want to do? I was kind of thinking, Ooh. we don't have anything written down here. I was kind of thinking something to do with like fire, like a fireman competition oh. or something. Oh, like, um, hold on, let me think about this. We could do um, like, a, like a fire baton twirling thing. Like, you know, those like the Hawaiian dudes. <laughs> yes, yes, like, yes. Or like a fire sword swallowing competition. No, let's go uh, with the baton. I, I, I do not like the idea of the sword <laughs> baton swallowing at all. I don't like that. Yeah, I like horrible. the fire baton spinning those. Or we yes, could do sir. like fire juggling, juggling or something. You could do fire juggling, sure. Okay, okay. So what's the rules of the competition? It's like longest, whoever lasts the longest juggling yeah, wins? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, all right. That's our competition. Fireball juggling competition. Whoever lasts the longest able to juggle and I guess like would just make it a natural part of the competition as it progresses, more fireballs get added to the mix. You got to juggle more for a longer period of time. That's our competition, episode 98. Let's get into this one. Our first competitor, a full-time landscaper and part-time co-host of two different shows. He barely graduated from Western University after becoming a full-blown degenerate. He gained his freshman 30 in a span of three and a half months before being called the round face boy by his mother and immediately shedding all the weight. He loves all sports, losing his money gambling, and is 23 years old still living at home. Born on July 11th, 1998, a 5'10", 145-pound podcaster from Aurora, Ontario, Zach Philly Phillips. His competitor. And, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this one. I'm gonna do oh, this you want to do this one? Yeah, I'm gonna right. hop in. I'm gonna hop McGee, in. tee this one up. His competitor in the fireball juggling competition. A full-time student at Wilfrid Laurier University and part-time fireman. He lives solely off of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and craft dinner. A former junior A sixth D man who hasn't put on <laughs> skates since his early retirement. He hates the sound of his own voice despite being a co-host on a podcast. Born January twenty-second, nineteen ninety-eight. At 6'1", 190-pound center from Unionville, Ontario, <laughs> Ryan Tits McGee. I love it. I love it. Okay, a couple things to break down here. First of all, love the fact that you threw in Junior A, 6D man. <laughs> Very self-aware of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next thing I want to get into after that is haven't put on skates since early retirement. Um, do you have any desire to put on skates again at any point? Uh, maybe like eventually, maybe when I'm done university, I think right now my, um, one of my traits should have been just like, just constantly broke. Like I have no, (laughs) so I think part of that is just like an expense thing. It's like, I don't have an extra 400 bucks laying around for love. Yeah. I don't really have the connections out here for men's league. Right. Um, like when I go home in the winter, like I'll throw them on and play some shinny every now and then. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, but the last time I think I actually played in a real game was the lug event in like 2017. Right, right. That, that was actually pretty funny. And you know what? There's a guy there who was, who was at that, that we played with or against. And he was at Leafs camp this past couple of weeks. Uh, oh. Hoffenmeyer. Oh yeah. I used to play with him on the Nats. He used to get called up. <laughs> yeah. So he was at Leafs camp and I was like, yep, McGee and I played with that guy at the lug event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. Anyways, yeah, and then the last thing I want to get into, um, you still hate the sound of your own voice? You know what? I kind of just threw that one in because I was a little crunched for time. I, I thought that I just needed something, but uh, it, it's definitely um, 
not the best voice I've ever heard. Yeah, fair. But I, like, I, it's definitely growing on me. Yeah. Like, when I first when I first started, I'd say like I even I did. Like, oh yeah, I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. And now it's like ah, like whatever. I'd say yeah. I can I can deal with it. Yeah. At this point, I I don't know. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, man, I love my voice. But like, I just I'm like I don't I think, think anything like, of it. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent about it too now. Yeah, right? I just hear it and I'm like, yeah, that's my voice. Like, I don't know. Before I would hear it and be like, oh, that's not really yeah. what I sound like. Like, yeah. it sucks. Now I'm yeah. just like, yeah, that's what I sound like. Kind of whatever. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get into this competition. Yeah. <laughs> McGee, you know what? I'm just going to hands down concede this one to you. I think. Bro, I was going to do the same <laughs> thing because I've never juggled a day in my life. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, okay. So I can, I don't want to say I can juggle because I think that's a stretch, but like what I can do is get it going. And then it's just like done like three, 10 seconds in, you know what I mean? Like I can get two and then I'll be like, okay, now three. And then I can do the three and then it lasts like maybe 10 seconds max on a good day. And then like, that's it. But like, I can say that I have juggled if that, if that makes sense. Like, if you know what I'm saying, like I, I can't juggle, but I have, juggled yeah like hold on a sec i'm gonna try one thing so i have some tissues uh that i'm gonna grab and see if i can like because you know how you're supposed to practice like handkerchiefs so they float through the air longer no i didn't know that okay yeah, apparently that's what you're supposed to do to learn but i'm gonna see i feel if like tissues can be very difficult kleenex or something to like okay you know, okay go oh, grab yeah, them right back. yeah okay let's try this okay so i don't have uh some t- like kleenex but i have some toilet paper that i'm gonna try to like Okay. Three little um, bits off of. Okay. Let's see. I got, th- I got three strands here. I gotta take the headphones off for full mobility. All right. Here we go. McGee is standing up. Or no, he's still sitting down. Getting his hand, getting his Kleenex ready. <laughs> no, terrible, terrible start. One just went flying straight up in the air. Oh. Okay, every time he throws one up, it just immediately goes dead in the not, air and he couldn't even get the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you gotta take this one, man. Cause if you can start, <laughs> the thing is though, you're you've got the fire aspect down. Like you can handle the fire, you can handle the heat. Yeah, that's true, but I just wouldn't <laughs> know what to do with the with the the flaming balls though. Like I, I can't juggle. <laughs> We've just proven that to you. Yeah, I guess. I don't have anything here with me that I could like try it or prove it with i don't know like the thing is like i could do two very confidently and then you get the oh, three two is in like, there yeah yeah but and then the you get is, the is third the... in there and i can go like one two and then it's like kind of over oh, right is with. it the That's... three where like because there, aren't there different styles of juggling where you can do like all of the balls in the air at the same time you know or you yeah. can do like the, the circular one where i was thinking about the circle over. one that's kind of the one that i can do and it's very broken it's yeah, it's broken. not so as toss fluid. One up, you catch yeah. it and you like pass it in the one hand. So you kind of go from left to yeah. right and then quickly shuffle. You're like throw one up and you have two in this hand. And while yeah. that's like going, you're throwing one Shuff- across yeah. and then you throw yeah. that one up while you catch the other one. And then it's going like See, that. I was trying to do the one where you're just all of the balls in the same air. So like, okay. Yeah. Time. No, I, I could never do that. I could never do that. I one. could do the Will Ferrell, um, D'Angelo Vickers fake juggling. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. Do you trust me? (laughs) Yeah, like that. Uh, yeah. No, I can't. I can do the one where they're all in the air. I can do the circle one, but it's also just choppy, and then it lasts like, uh, like I said, like probably get it once around, once twice, and then it's broken. It's over. I still think you're taking this one, man. I still think you're taking it. 
All right, I'll 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 own this one then. I will. I've just I've just showed you my my ability. It's 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 just not there. It's not there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, well there you go. There's our episode ninety eight battle. Good to compete against each other in this one. Get yeah. our names in the mix before we kind of run out of things. We have one more player competition left, and it's really not even going to be a competition. We it's already know be another, it's going to be a yeah. feature, uh, feature of a guy. Episode ninety nine next week. You already got. You already know who that one's going to be. Um. But you did talk about getting into a men's league and trying to play a men's league. So I think I've talked about on here in the past past few weeks, over the past month, I've actually started to get back out and play hockey again. And like I told some of the stories about just like cardio was there because like I run and I work out and then at work and stuff, but legs was not there at all. So now legs is picking up because I was playing Friday nights and then occasionally I was jumping in and helping guys out play Thursday nights. And I've played the last few Thursdays as well since the Friday night thing ended, but the Thursday night thing that I was in, it ended last week. So a week after the Friday night thing ended. So I got to like tag on and just add that one in at the end. And then the guys that I was playing with in the Thursday night, they messaged me this past Thursday, which each time I've gone and played, I get home from work and it's like 630, 645. And then I get a text like, yo, you want to skate at 9.15 today? I'm like, ah, sure. Like, why not? Like, what else am I doing? I'm just going to eat dinner and go to bed. So might as well. Uh, So I've gone and done that. This Thursday, though, he texts me and he's like, hey, want to come play? Say, yeah, sure, I'll come. But then he goes, "Um, it's a bunch of old guys. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I still want to play. Like, go out and just skate and get a good workout. And you kind of just take your mind off of everything, whatever. It's just fun to go and like compete a little bit. So I go, it's me, um, Jake Murray, who's come on this podcast. Um, and then like two of the, our other friends there, these guys are all like 96s and, uh, they, <laughs> so we're for the four, like young guys. And then one of our other buddies actually, so five of us young guys out there. And then the rest is like legit men's league. And it was the first time in my life that I've ever played like actual men's league stuff. It wasn't a league. It was just like shinny basically, but still, you know what I mean? It's like actual playing with men. Yeah. And uh, it was so funny because one thing I said to my dad, which I think you'll, you'll think this is kind of funny too, is like, once you get out of playing competitive hockey, where in competitive hockey, no one, like you're trying to score all the time. So it's like that insanely competitive m- mindset. Once you get to like lug or playing shinny or playing pickup, whatever, it's kind of just, especially amongst the younger people, it's like an unwritten chicken rule of like, you don't really shoot past the top of the circles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm not going to blow a guy's ankles out here trying to rip a shot from like the top of the circles on a two on one or like a three on two type situation. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to just drive wide. And if we don't get a shot, we don't get a shot. Like it's men's league cares. So I've been playing for like seven, eight skates now of with these guys who don't shoot past the top of the circles. I playing D in this thing on Thursday. And the very first shift, I started the game playing D I start the game maybe 10 seconds in guy comes down two on two. I'm skating right in front of him. Good positioning, everything. And I see him wind up with a half clobber. Oh and no. In my mind, I'm Dude. like, Oh, <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say the men's league guys, like the older actual men's league guys love the half clapper. Yeah. Like it's like their go-to shot, man. So in my mind, cause I haven't played with these guys. All I can think is like, 
he's gonna like spend this, this, this and like fake it <laughs> no i wasn't even like at that point yet all i could think was like he's gonna like fake it and try to drive wide no yeah. just rips it and i swear to god it was like two three inches to the side of my foot and it was oh one of those God. ones where it was just the perfect height where if it hit me it top of the laces just in there and <laughs> it went by me and as soon as it went by every Change. single time after that yeah i was like basically go back get the puck break out go to the bench and every time after that anytime someone came down on me it was just unless it was like my go the other young guys yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm not getting in the way of this i would i would just take body positioning body positioning the second i saw that they might shoot i would just like shift my body so my body was parallel to them and my stick was in front of their stick and i was like oh, if yeah. you're gonna shoot you're not hitting me like yeah. no way that's fine man. That was i don't my know experience. i played men's league and because that sounds like very familiar because i used to play men's league um i got an invite with uh ty, ty harding shout out ty harding his dad played on tuesdays okay um, and it was like a real men's league, just like the Unionville dads <laughs> yeah. at Centennial Arena on Tuesday nights. And one of the guys, one of the goalies was like a Sportsnet host. I can't remember who, what his name was, Darren something. I don't know. I could be wrong, but. Oh, um, Darren Millard. Darren Millard. Yeah. So he was yeah. the goalie in that. He's in league. Vegas now. Is he? Crazy. He's like a hockey host for one of the shows in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, it's unreal. But yeah, so yeah. he was the goalie. Um, and then there was just a bunch of the other Unionville guys. Fair. And I'd go and I was, and I think because like you're young and you're kind of, I was, I was still playing junior at that time. So like, I still had my legs and like could play decently. And like a lot of these guys, older guys had played junior in their time and like maybe not as, as not spring chickens anymore, but mm-hmm. some of them could still kind of move. And some of them were trash who had never played before. But yeah, again, I feel like they, there's definitely an increased sense of urgency and like, I guess, um, just unethical behavior on the ice with the half <laughs> yeah. and stuff. when they see that they're against like a young guy. Cause it's like, oh, he can yeah. take he's young. Yeah. Whereas like if they would, if they were going one-on-one against another of the dads or whatever, they would they have no chance. <laughs> they would hold back a little bit. They yeah. Hold back. There was like a couple, there's two other things that I noticed. Um, so one is like, which you probably saw when you're out there too, is like, they play like very typical, like men's league. What I got to see of like grown men hockey playing men's yeah. league and they just, slow the game right down and play oh, a lot like of possession based yeah. yeah a lot of possession and like i honestly have to give it to these guys because these guys that i played with there was no one out there who was um quote unquote bad like yeah. it was pretty it was a good skate especially considering like who was out there and like some of the ages of the guys that were out there it was a good skate um so there was no one that you could look at and be like man that guy's bad out here so it was pretty good but they would just slow the game down it would be like real fast in the neutral zone get into the offensive zone and just possession yeah just the most insane possession you guys kind of skating around curling like a high curl towards the boards back up to, to reset at the top of the circles like <laughs> cycles left right and center like yeah. it was yeah it was good but it was good hockey um the other thing which goes right along into the young guys thing when i've been playing with the other younger guys like uh usually it's like pretty even shifts so like 45 and cause it's men's like, you're not going as hard. It's or like shinny and what it pick up, whatever. It's like 45 to a minute and then kind of get off. The other guys go when I was playing with these guys in my mind. And you probably are pretty similar mindset of like, when you're playing, it's like, if they're Quick taking shift. a 30, yeah. If they're taking a 30 second shift, I'm taking a 30 second shift. If they're, they're pushing it to a 45. Like I'm not pushing it to a 45 cause I'm selfishly. I think it. I know it's more exactly of just like, where you're going with this. You're keeping it even. So I go out there, play the first shift, 30 seconds or whatever, come to the bench. 
the guys that go on after me kind of just like gave me like a look as they, we changed, like not like a bad look. It was more of just like a confused look, I guess they go out, they play their shift, like 30 max, 45 seconds, come to the bench. I go out. I'm like, okay, probably 30, 45 seconds. I go to change. And the guy looks at me on the bench and goes, dude, just stay. And I was like, I looked at him and he's like, you can just stay. You've got the legs. And I was yeah. like, uh, okay. So I was like pushing like a minute, a minute 20, probably a shift and then yeah. come to the bench and they're like, yeah, thanks. And then they would go like push their 30, 45 seconds and come back. And that's the exact same thing that like happened to me too. Like that's, I feel like it's the same everywhere. It's like these guys, like they just can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're here learning let's go 30, 45 seconds is the right thing to do. And they're like, what the fuck are you fucking <laughs> yeah. asshole? Why are you stay out you're there. 18 years old at the time I played or whatever. You're like, you're a fucking young guy who's playing yeah. high level hockey. Like, stay out there. I'm dying. I just finished a, a shift at the <laughs> iron mill or whatever. The, whatever the hell is. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're like, I need a longer break than 45 yeah. seconds. Yeah. I need you to stay. Yeah. yeah. And then like the last thing that I noticed, um, the one guy, it was so funny. The one guy, they tried to kick us off the ice, like 45 minutes, I guess. And they go over and they're like, no, we have the ice book for longer. And they said, okay, whatever, stay. The one guy that I was playing, uh, he was the guy that was changing D for me. He, he, I skate to the bench and he goes, honestly, man, I could just go home right now. I'm done. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair enough, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. he looked like he was dying, but yeah, it was a good experience, but it was my first like men's league go at it. So it was, yeah. uh, it was interesting. It was enjoyable, but yeah, I wanted to share that experience. Yeah, where would you rate that on a scale of like one to ten? Like ten being like could see myself doing this every week for till the day I die, or like one being like worst ever, never touching the ice with those guys again. Uh no, honestly, I would give it I would give it like an eight. And the reason I say eight rather than like a ten is because while I'm still this age and have the opportunity to play with guys my age, I would like to continue to do that. Yeah. Um but that being said, if the ice that's available is with these guys, I would happily go out every week. Nice. Yeah. So it was just, it was a good experience. It was good. It was like, it was as much as I said, it was like a slowed down game. It was still like higher intensity. Like we kept score, got, we were trying to win um, guys. Like it was, it was fun to be out there. So it was actually was just like, like competitive uh, juices. And did you guys go like the timekeeper's box and like enter the, on the clock and like have the scoreboard up or it's kind of, no, like, no, they just, uh, you just call it out. Basically, yeah, we just played till five, and then once we our team won both games, once we won the first one, switch ends so we could switch goalies, and then which that was the only crazy thing that we I thought we did. I'm like, they wanted to switch goalies, so we switched ends, and then we had long changes. And I'm like, guys, we could have just made the goalies skate to the other end, but it's also my first time out here, so I'm not just gonna be like be the one to say that. Yeah. Like, why the fuck are we doing long changes? Like yeah, <laughs> Yeah, hemmed in your own zone, and then like that could have made one guy, two guys switch ends, and instead you're making the teams do long changes. Whatever. That was the only complaint I guess I had, but yeah, other than that, good experience. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah. So, uh, you had Hoko yeah, this weekend. I did. I did. Let's break you know that down. Okay, like it wasn't anything. Uh, it was the last homecoming. The year, yeah. year four Hoko. The final sure, hurrah. The final hurrah. And I'm sure maybe I'll be back again next year for like a fifth, not fifth year, but like maybe come back. And if I have some buddies who are still in school because um, of a co-op or whatnot, like maybe I'll be here again because mm-hmm. my lease does end in September. However, I think some of my roommates are going to be finishing up later because of the whole co-op um, like scheduling and stuff. Okay. I digress. <laughs> uh, it was, it was fun. 
it was raining in the first half of the day. So it was kind of like a little, people were a little unsure uh, of like, what was the, they had the plans to change if other people were like, we're not hosting anymore. So it was <laughs> pouring, it was a torrential downpour. Yeah. So I, I set up the tarp on my front lawn because you got a big hill. Our house is on a hill. And we ended up playing some slip and flip um, during like the <laughs> nice. early part of the afternoon, which was really fun. And then after that, we kind of just like decided that we didn't want to walk through the rain here and there. So we kind of just stayed put. We kind of just stayed put in our, in our backyard. We were alternating between our living room, our backyard. Basement was obviously off limits because of the fire. <laughs> yeah, because um, Ryan started yeah, we, the fire, allegedly. Exactly. allegedly. <laughs> but we had a good time. It was a good way to conclude. I was happy with like, the group we got to spend it with um yeah i had a really fun time and i think that like all my roommates did as well and i, I hope that the people who came had a good time too um but that's really all i got to say about that so you didn't I, end I, up there was there no big street party or anything not really because like man you should have seen ezra, ezra street and waterloo is where they usually have it with yeah glory like, like paint patties and all that but ezra like from days prior they had like locked it down gated it up so you couldn't even drive to the street like uh, really days in advance of homecoming they these big yellow gates security i'm sure was um just uh, horrible because when i would lived on ezra uh, i lived in one of those like ezra bricker apartments which is like right. a company owned by the school who owns a bunch of the student housing um, apartments i had to like didn't have a gate because there's usually the gates open up in front of each house and then they have security guards there or whatever but for whatever reason my house back in the day didn't have a gate for access so I had to go to the next door neighbor building and talk to those security guards who I'd have to then explain to, I don't live here. Here's my bracelet. I live next door. I just can't get in that way. And right. they're like, oh, okay. After some like, like, I don't know, arguing or some like explanation, they would finally let me go through. And right. then I'd get to the front of my building, but because I lived in the back unit, I had to talk to the security guards out front of that building too, who would then say, Oh, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, I live in the back unit. Here's my bracelet. Yada yada yada. So then I talked to two more security guards, and I once I did that, I went around back to my unit, and then we'd have two security guards standing outside of our door, who then were like, "Here's my bracelet. This is I live here. Let me in." So I had to talk to six security guards just to get home on like yeah. big events. So they're really like, they're really locking down like the main party street, and even more so because it was COVID. But they've been like, just on an absolute. Like, I don't know what they, they, they're just spending so much time and money on locking down Ezra Street and everyone just goes elsewhere. Like they'll find places to do it. Like if it's not Ezra, it's going to be on Marshall, which is like the Ezra equivalent, just across the street, uh, across the main like street. Right. So it's stupid. I think it's stupid. Um, and I have no, a couple of house parties that got like busted by cops for too many people inside. Uh, I know a couple of places like people that got fined. I think one they got fined like 900 bucks or something. Having like too many people inside was kind of a shit True. balance. Yeah. But I was happy. I was happy we stayed put and didn't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. Happy. Fair enough. Yeah. That's about good it. Good day though. Good day all around. Yeah. It was a great day. It was a good day. Good final homecoming then. I, no I think regrets. it was a nice, no regrets at all. I think it was a nice way to spend it. We kind of went out, popped our heads out like earlier in the day, saw what was out there and just made that executive decision, made the, made the collective call to like, all right, let's just do things our way. Like, so we don't have to be deal at the mercy of anybody else or deal with any trouble or like, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, 
I do want to get into this. We did it last week where you read through something on Reddit that you saw and it was called, am I an asshole mm-hmm. uh, or am I the asshole? And then we kind of gave our opinion on it. Now, what we've done is we open it up to people on our Instagram um, so I wrote down a bunch of questions here that we had written in everything that gets written in will answer anonymously. Basically the premise of this, I'm just pulling up Instagram right now to see if any more came in last minute. But the premise of this is that if you want advice, if you have questions for us, if you have stories to tell us and you want us to give our opinions on anything like that, you write it in. And during this point in the show, we will write, read your stories, uh, your questions, your opinions, whatever. And you can ask us questions about us, ask us questions just in general about life, what you think we would do in these situations, anything like that. So let's get into our, uh, what do we even want to call this one? Like, are we we, bring like it, a, ask the lads. Are we bring it back, ask the lads? Should we make it, it ask the lads? We can do ask the lads. All right. So we'll make it ask the lads, I guess. And we'll just go through and read these questions. Maybe I'll put some like therapeutic music in the background as we read these. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, from Blue Mountain State. Like this is dreams with Radon Randall. Hello, <laughs> yeah. All right, perfect. So there we go. That'll be the segment. Ask the lads. First question here. Um, how did you two know you were going to be friends? Some gee, taking it back <laughs> to yeah, 2012. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I, you know. know. <laughs> no, I don't know either. Because I think part of it was kind of just a, maybe an expectation because our school was like a sports high school. Mm-hmm. I think that those who played the same sport were kind of automatically just like they just found each other. Yeah, kind of grew. It, yeah, it was clicky in that sense. But yeah, I don't know. I think we really hit it off uh, during floorball. I think floorball was probably when we got to know each other um, better. Yeah, definitely. And, and we had a good core. Uh, we had a good time on that team. And then we just did a bunch of other activities together, like we the, the fake scouts on Twitter. Um, yeah, and we did a bunch classes of that shit, together but... and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember too, we would like hang out before school every morning because we'd sit in the lobby. We'd grab a table in the morning, and yeah. as everyone would filter in, people would come and sit down after school. We'd go and sit down at the tables while waiting to go home. Yeah, I don't know. We were always just like around each other then, and then I don't know, just our mutual friends and stuff. You lived around everyone else that was there. Yeah, yeah I don't it, know. It's kind of it's gonna <laughs> happen, man. It's just gonna happen. So that's a good question like I'm, I'm glad it did and it's i guess like we've had people in, who are in the group who've come to come and gone or went separate ways for whatever reason and, and but i don't know i think things just work out um they just worked out the way they they did yeah we just, for we just sure. both weren't assholes and uh here we are <laughs> yeah. Today. yeah it's it's worked out where else 10 years later almost <laughs> yeah that's scary thought oh, <laughs> yeah I know I was thinking that like you think about our friends from high school and this isn't the time we're going to get into this and like we've talked about some of this stuff before but like known you guys for like nine ten years some longer you've known some of the guys that are in this friend group for even longer than that being friends with those guys for longer it's kind of wild to think about that just that aspect like it is it is I don't know yeah you don't really take a step back and look at it that way um often yeah but it is it is kind of a interesting thing to to do to just like wow think about that perspective yeah for sure all right you want to read the next question here yeah sure so this person asks what's your dream lads in lawn chairs scene beach front lawn tailgate party do you got an answer here yeah i think for me it's simple i think i'm a i'm a 
easygoing guy. I'm a. It doesn't take a lot to uh, to please me. I I just need a body of water, really. Oh, okay. Or like a campfire. Like I'm just thinking co- cottage. A cottage environment would probably be my go-to. Lads and launchers uh, scene. Okay, I think for me, like probably front lawn slash backyard, and then beach close second. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the front lawn backyard is just like a little bit of comfort of like being at home or being at yeah. someone's home. Uh, when you're in those types of scenarios and you're like, I think in this case, it's like, you're like sitting around in lawn chairs and stuff. There's not an overwhelming number of people where I feel like a tailgate could get a like very rowdy, which like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it's just like, not consistently, not, yeah, not consistently. Whereas you get a front lawn backyard or whatever. I remember like at school, we would just go and sit in our buddy's backyard and just like bring the beer dye table out, start a campfire, like sit around whatever and just drink. And it would be like, even just four o'clock in the afternoon, you get it yeah. started and you just hanging out. It's, it's enjoyable scene to do that. So yeah, I would say front lawn. I love the body of water, the cottage vibe and stuff, but that would probably just be a close second. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So this person writes, and I guess more so looking for advice here. Um, my boyfriend didn't get me Luke Combs tickets. Should I call it quits? Did you get him Luke Holmes tickets? Because I think it's a I think it's a two way street situation here. Black, yeah. This is um, what is it called? Double standards. Yeah, like, I agree. Was there an expectation of him to get you the tickets? Because like, that's yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning t- towards too. Is is if he had promised that he would get you the tickets and couldn't follow through. Uh, I know because I, I know Scotty was in the pre order list and said that they did they did go up pretty quickly. Yeah, so was I. I was in the queue for 45 minutes. Nice. Because I was trying to get... No, I didn't get them. They were sold out by the time I got through. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can message Scotty. I think he got his hands on like five or six. True, okay. Or four or whatever. So if you message Scotty, I'm sure he... Well, I don't know if he's already committed to those tickets to people or whatnot, but uh, he was lucky enough to get through. However, if it was promised... mm -hmm. Is it a first offense, second offense? Like how many promises have been broken? Did he, did he put in an effort? This is like another part, like was, I know there was a queue and like, I was in that queue for a long time. Like, did he even get in the queue? Did he wait in the queue? Mm-hmm. Did he bail out of the queue before he even got through? Like, these are the questions you've got to ask. Yeah. And then the other thing is like, did, did you put in an effort? Did you try to get the tickets? Cause there's, there's the other side of the story as well. And yeah. Did you, did you make it aware that you wanted the tickets badly? Did he yeah. even know? I'm thinking the overall answer here is no don't call it quits i think there's maybe some questions to be asked um maybe a discussion to be had between the two of you regarding the overall effort that was put into the attempted acquisition of luke combs tickets but i don't think that the immediate conclusion to this is call it quits yeah I think I maybe agree. cut I him think some it's slack a, it's a lazy it's a lazy uh way to to handle the, the conflict here yeah yeah agreed that's the easy way out it is the easy way out okay next oh, question good, good, good question good question this is a good question yeah we can see these are the types of questions like we can give our advice on we can actually throw like some type of personal experience into maybe help some people out maybe like this person's going to take away from this and be like okay no i don't break up with my boyfriend over this over this incident yeah maybe they're going to have some type of self-reflection of their own regarding mm-hmm. regarding this maybe they'll end up getting married and we'll be the ones to thank maybe never know <laughs> You never know. So what's your go-to karaoke song? Is the next question. 
this is something I've thought long and hard about as of late. I don't have a number one go-to karaoke song, which I know is despicable. I feel like I need one. But I've always thought it would be really fucking hilarious to sing um, Total Eclipse of the Heart <laughs> with like four guys. Okay. Like, Turn around and like have like, a choreographed like, routine. Okay. Every now and then I'm getting a little bit money and I see the fucking look in your eyes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Especially if you can get other people up there into it with you. Oh, yeah. And it becomes just like, it's a whole production. It's mm-hmm. a whole performance you got going on. I think it's like, fun with it. There's songs that part of the problem for me is like, there's songs that I know every word to and it'd be easy for me to karaoke. Mm-hmm. But like, part of the thing with karaoke is the crowd has to be into it otherwise it's just lame and like you feel probably feel like an idiot up there so you need to pick a song that pleases the crowd too that's a good point i think like the easy answers would be like don't stop believing Mm -hmm. um that one people would just get on their feet for um bohemian rhapsody but it's like a little long living on a prayer for sure that would be a good one um trying to Rock think star what... by nickelback <laughs> that one i don't know how much the crowd would love that though i feel like it de- would depend on the kind of uh venue you were at but i will Fair say enough. that there are certain songs that are so overdone in karaoke or are like um just very unoriginal like if you go up there and and you do like the whole like tequila thing like and don't say a word yeah tequila it's like, worn out it's it worn is out. worn out it's like you're not you're not you just don't do that yeah for sure I don't know what's like, like, I'm trying to think of something that would be like good ones to do, but they wouldn't hit in all crowds. Like maybe something that you could think of that are like, yeah, um, everyone, or I would know this one, but like, it wouldn't go that like country songs could be hard to play because not everyone likes country music. Yeah. Um, same with like, like any like ACDC songs. If you want to get to like a rock, like it might not be that kind of, the, the kind of crowd or the kind of vibe. Yeah. But I also think that like, how do you feel about, uh, I'm kind of getting off topic, but how do you feel about someone who goes up to karaoke and is like really good? Like, is that is that a bad thing? Like, is it weird that they're they're trying to be good at karaoke? Okay, so I think we talked about this before, and I I ended up somehow thinking about it a little bit more, and I have an answer for it. Okay, if they're really good but they're having fun with it, it's fine. If they're yeah. really good and they're visibly trying hard, it's weird. But they're like, I'm not hearing it right. And they're like the little like... That's weird. It's weird. If they go up there and they're like eyes closed and like... Like if you're going up there and having fun with it, you could still be like eyes closed because you're playing to the crowd. But if you go yeah. up there and you like stand still and just like... Look are really zoo, good, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. like then it would be kind of weird because you're like, okay, this person is actually very, like really trying hard and they're good, which is like good for you. But like we're singing karaoke like we're not auditioning for america's got talent whereas if they go up there and they're like singing sweet caroline they're really really good singer and they're like walking around getting the crowd going this, that was just like a song that i thought of just to like get the yeah. crowd going or whatever and they're like getting people going and like getting people on their feet and people are like loving it and they're really good singer as well then i think it's like enjoy an enjoyable situation yeah so that's a great yeah. answer i agree with you completely and i think um a go-to karaoke song you honestly can't go wrong with anything from like the rock band or guitar hero soundtracks in my opinion like songs that people know well enough or like can kind of sing because they've like, yeah. like, grown up singing them with, with the like rock band mic and like kind of have a very like um vague understanding of the lyrics but they still know okay, the fair enough. are familiar i think it's, you can't really miss there 
Um, but man, there's nothing worse than going Yo. to like an open mic night <laughs> and having people actually try but be are horrible. It's a very embarrassing yeah. thing to, to me. Yeah. Okay, yo, you know what I actually just remembered for some reason because of this question. So thank you to this question. You remember that karaoke bar that you told me about that you and Hudson ended up stumbling upon one day? Yeah, it was Colonel Mustard. It was just like no, had karaoke uh, night on Fridays. Oh, the one in no. in, um, the, in Unionville, where the, the yes. Shoppers Drug Mart in the McDonald's yes. Plaza. Some Ward sketchy seven. stuff happened there like last week. Like somebody, some old couple went missing from there or something oh, it's like a rumor yes. yes is that where they from were? that place yes shut up yes man because i was talking to the guys there. at work and i was like this is the location that they it says i was reading the article and i was like oh they, they went from this location we were working near there and the one guy goes yeah from the karaoke bar there and i said no way and then the other guy that was working with us corroborated it and was like yeah from the karaoke bar like that's where they went missing from and I was like, wow. yo, hold on. <laughs> I always knew that place was sketchy, man, because it said open on the sign. It was like 10 p.m. I give it a knock with Hudson. This guy walks up the stairs, looks at us, shakes his head. No, you can't come in. And just walks away. Yep. And the door was locked with an open sign. It was so confusing. Yeah. So I know I just made kind of light of the situation. I laughed. Hopefully those people are okay. That being said, just a little tie back to what Mingi told us. It's weird. I, yeah. If, if, if more people listen to her pod, maybe it could have been dealt with earlier, the sketchy place where bad yeah. things seem Stay to happen. Stay away. Stay away from there. Um, all right. Last question here of the uh, Ask the Lads questions we'll go with because we talked about Hoko a little bit. Um, yeah. Socks, then clothes, or clothes, and then socks? Ooh. Okay. See, I think I have a good, like, a decent answer here. Um, okay. Sometimes I get dressed to hang out around the house and end up don't putting, like, not putting socks on, and then I have to go to do something. So I'll be w- walking around the house dressed, but like barefoot mm-hmm. or something like that, and then I'll have to go and do something, and then it'll be socks after clothes. But if I wake up first thing in the morning and like know I'm going somewhere, then I'll go like underwear, socks, and then clothes fair yeah i feel like probably similar page the other thing that usually dictates this for me is pants or shorts if i'm wearing shorts yeah. then i just can throw on socks after because it's like you said i'll be walking around barefoot in my house or whatever yeah and then i'll be like okay socks because i need to go somewhere yeah or if i'm just like i put shorts on and then i'm like oh, i kind of want to wear socks and i put my socks on mm-hmm. whereas if i'm wearing pants for the most part i'm probably wearing socks anyways Prior. yeah and then yeah part of it too is like which you may have found with getting dressed for hockey when you put like, and obviously pants are different than compression, but like when you put your compression stuff on your feet can get caught in your compressions when you're like trying mm-hmm. to put your like jock on or whatever. So yeah, I would throw my socks on before I put my First, compression. That's just 100%. at least something I would do. Cause then yeah. your feet just slide through and you have no issues. Exactly. After. And like, sometimes I just do that. Cause like it, I just transferred the mentality from hockey to everyday life. And I'll be like, I'm putting pants on my feet could get caught if I just throw some socks slide right through there easy situation no feet getting caught yeah pants i think on. another big thing is like if you're wearing pants like jeans too it's like they're like there's not a lot of mobility there yeah so it's it's tough to have to put your pants on even if your legs don't or your feet don't get caught like it's, it's tough to bend <laughs> and over and reach reach your feet to get those socks on and like a pair of jeans sometimes yeah. fair enough so i think i think if if you're if you're wearing long pants you got to go socks first if you're not wearing like i guess it's kind of indifferent if you're wearing shorts 
the yeah. general consensus because so, sock shorts you can just yeah it's, it's lots of freedom really yeah your feet can just slide through and you don't really have much of a problem like especially think about like putting a bathing suit on right you're like never putting socks on to get your no, feet through no. your bathing suit right so yeah. I don't know. I think that there's different scenarios that call for different situations. That's kind of the the play there. But um, yeah, I yeah, think the bumming around the house though is a good point of of when you maybe do socks last. Yeah, yeah, definitely because you're just hanging out. Like I'm sitting yeah. in my room, working on podcasts, editing stuff, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, I'm gonna throw some socks on, and I'm like, throw it on yeah, after. But yeah, yeah, yeah throw some socks on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. All right. Well, McGee, that's a good ask, uh, ask the lad segment. Um, first one we've done in a while. We used to do this yeah. back when we first started. Hopefully we can get some more participation in this one. Give people advice. It's not just about asking us things about us. Um, if you need advice, if you have stories you want to share and you want our opinions on them, maybe you did something dumb. Maybe you uh, are stuck in a situation and you want us to just share what we think. Anything you submit to us will be done anonymously. McGee, I think this has been a pretty good episode. Episode 98. We competed in this player battle. Yep. Ryan you're, you're... <laughs> started the fire. Allegedly. 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 Uh, yeah. And I learned a lot of valuable lessons about um, about um, fire safety, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. You're, you're from this point on, anytime I'm with you, you are the designated fire marshal. David, I actually like to take on that role. I'm, I'm usually responsible when it comes to like dealing with fires. It's like if you have a bar, like a barbecue or a campfire, like or a mm-hmm. campfire specifically, a little fire pit. You want to hose down the, around the area so it doesn't spread. Your grass isn't dry, what have you. But smart. Definitely learned a lot. Learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about my roommates. Um, <laughs> and had fun on homecoming. But we're around That's the tough. corner from a hundred. Lot of Palooza still to be had. We might have to wait for like reading week or something. It's it's still a lot on my plate, a lot on our plate too, just with mm-hmm. with with different various shows and and events and school. So we're still trying to get into that rhythm of um, unobstructed stuff, life. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It may it may never happen. We may just have to get used to it and, and adapt. <laughs> but we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting back on track. Episode 100 is coming in hot. And the only yep. way you'll you'll hear anything about that is if you catch us next week. Same time, same place, same launchers. Cheers, lads and lads. Cheers.